Hello, my name is David Tan, and you're listening to Like the Color. In this podcast, we dive into what makes creatives of all kinds do what they do and how they got so dang good at it. On today's podcast, we have Ghana-based illustrator Kofi Ofusu. Hello, guys. Uh, my name is Kofi Ofusu, and I'm a freelance character designer slash illustrator, and I work, I develop characters and uh, concepts for 2D animation and games. So that's just a short introduction about who I am and what I do. Cool. For the people that haven't seen your art style, can we Mm. talk a little bit about that and kind of describe what that looks like? Okay, yeah. So for my art style, it's basically a blend of a number of styles that I'm influenced by and inspired by. And mainly um, Disney animations, anime, that's Japanese animations, and manga, that's Japanese comics. And so, like, I've been influenced by Disney animations and cartoons, mainly from America in the, when, I was much, when I was much younger. And I've always been an avid reader of comics as well, not just Marvel comics and DC, but um, also a reader of uh, Japanese comics. That's the manga. And having those influences, I try to kind of blend them all into my work over time as I developed as an artist. And so I, do, I don't know if, it, if those influences really show up in my work, but that's, uh, those are the sources of uh, inspiration when it comes to my art style. Yeah. So how do you start to develop, I guess, less on the creative side, but more on the technical? How do you start to learn the craft of drawing and character design? Okay, so that, that will take us back a bit because I am, I am a, I'm a self-taught uh, artist. I, I actually wanted to study or rather get a degree in art in a college in the States, but at the time, I, I couldn't, it couldn't, things didn't work out. So I went to business school, that's Regent University College of Science and Technology. That's the university that I attended in Ghana. And so mm-hmm. what I did was that I knew I was going to be studying business for the next four years. And so I, I kind of gave myself the option of creating a schedule for myself and basically using resources on the internet, um, you, uh, tutorials from YouTube, from other online uh, tutorial sites and other resources like blogs and websites. And I kind of created a schedule for myself. So after classes, lectures, when I come back home, I spend the rest of the hours in my room kind of studying and watching tutorials and learning on my own. And that's what I did over the course of the four years. And over time, I kind of also um, use social media as a way to get my work out there because since I'm, I'm self-taught and I didn't go to be through the formal art education, I, mm-hmm. I didn't have the connections and the links to people and the industry. 
So I use the internet and social media as a way to kind of connect myself to the working professionals and also to kind of see what the professionals in the industry are doing and pick, learn from them what they are doing, what, what kind of books are they reading, what kind of things would they, um, resources would they recommend. And by following up on all of those kind of things, it helped me to um, get better and better at the craft. Yeah. Yeah. Are there any experiences that you've had in your journey coming up that maybe you'd want to relive? Like if you could start off from day one, any experiences you'd want to try to go back to? That's an interesting question. I think uh, an experience that I think I'd rather say the, the period of time when I was really actively um, studying intensely and drawing like almost every single day. That was at the beginning of um, my learning period. Like there was a period of, of time where I was really drawing intensely for days on end. And during that time, I saw a very rapid improvement and progression in my work. And mm -hmm. that was that really got me excited because it got me from the place of like, can I actually achieve this to actually seeing my work increasing in quality within a very short period of time. So if there'll be a moment in time which I'd want to relive, I think that'll be, uh, it'll be that time period. Yeah. Can we talk about your recent work? I see a lot of it has been the volleyball series right yeah uh smash, is that smash a, kings. yeah smash kings mm. can we talk about how that came about is that for a certain thing and just how you got from like a draft to where it is now because it looks it looks amazing oh, thank you so um for smash kings funny enough it it was born out of a period when i was going through an art block so mm -hmm. And, and that was earlier in this, during earlier part of this year. So I've been going through an ad block for a couple of months and I, I didn't know what to do to get, get myself out of the funk. So I, I love to um, do studies as a way to kind of strengthen my, um, solidify my understanding of the fundamental principles of art. And I like uh, imagery from sports. So that mm -hmm. during that time, I was going through Pinterest, and an, a volley, an image of a volleyball player caught my eye. And so I thought of doing a series of studies of volleyball players. So when I started doing that, the series of studies, a kind of I, the idea just popped in my mind that why don't I just work on a, a uh, an, a concept or an original project um, kind of um, talking on the issue of volleyball. Since I was developing an interest in it, I started watching videos on YouTube, like really delving deeper into the world of volleyball. So I just, mm -hmm. one evening I was, I just uh, drew a sketch of the lineup of characters. And then I, um, I, I worked on it a bit more, finished it up and colored it. But I kept it under wraps. I, I didn't want to post it because I didn't really feel confi confident about the 
the lineup of characters. So I was talking to a friend of mine and I showed it to him and he was like, wow, this looks good. Um, why don't you just post it up online? And so I posted it up online and it really got a very warm and positive uh, response from, um, from the online community. So from then on, I, I realized that maybe I have something with the Smash Kings uh, concept. So then I started developing the project more and more. So it's still in development. I'm still writing the script and building the world mm-hmm. and developing more and more characters for it. It's not really anything that I'm doing for a company or anything of that of the sort. I'm just it's just a personal project that I'm using as a creative outlet. Yeah. yeah. And I think that's really cool. You so since you posted it, right now it has 11,000 likes and 1,000 retweets on Twitter alone. And Definitely. you went from that like photorealistic kind of vibe, but still mm. cartoon uh, elements, you know, mm. like uh, the bigger eyes and mm. kind of just like the loud colors. Mm-hmm. And then you took it a different direction. Can we talk about the process going from that realism or mm. kind of cartoon realism you could say into just full-on cartoon okay so um for myself i started out um as a realist artist and when i say that like i was i always like like to draw portraiture so drawing portraits of uh, realistic portraits and painting realistic portraits of people so i've always been realism has always been something i always keep going back to but another thing um, I like in art or, or as an artist is very stylized, cartoony designs. Because as I said prior, um, anima- Disney animations, animations from Japan and other parts of the world, comics, all of those influence me. And for the ones I used, like I really enjoyed, they always had that very cartoony and stylized feel to their designs. Yeah. So... That's so, um, and even as a character designer, basically in my work, I, you, I always go for a more stylized approach than a realistic approach. So for the studies, even though they were realistic, when it came to me developing the characters for the Smash Kings projects, I naturally um, defaulted to the stylized approach since I'm using it to build my portfolio. And as an artist, you have to put work in your portfolio that you want to be hired for. Mm-hmm. So I, I naturally went for a stylized approach because I want to be hired to design characters in that kind of style. So in this podcast, I've had so many questions and I found a lot of insight through listening to audiobooks. Listening to audiobooks while doing chores around the house, working out, or just going for a walk has been such a great way to intake information. I listen to my audiobooks on Audible. You can help support this podcast and start your free 30-day trial on Audible by going to audibletrial.com slash like the color. That's audibletrial.com slash like the color. There's also a link in the show notes. You're in a art block. Can we talk about how you got out of that? Do you usually just dive into a new project? How does that usually, how do you start to climb out of the 
stumbling that blocks that come up. Yeah. Okay, so for that, um, that wasn't the first time I have experienced an art block. I've experienced a number of art blocks over the past few years, and I think it has it had to do with me sorting, setting things out internally. It has to basically do with mindset, because um, I realize that what usually gets me into art blocks is. I get into the habit of comparing my work to other artists mm. or other des- designers. And so I, I begin to uh, get into a place where I feel like my work isn't good enough. And because of that, I spend less and less time drawing and posting my work because I feel like it's not good enough. So for me, Usually that for getting to get out of ad blocks, what I normally do is I kind of shut off social media and just go back to um, doing studies, like learning the fundamentals of mm-hmm. art and doing studies. And that kind of gets me out of the funk. But for this last period of ad block, what really got me out of it totally is I kind of began to realize um, the fact that like everybody's um, artistic journey is different and I will never be able to create in the same way as another artist because that's their own unique voice. So I began to, I kind of embraced myself as an artist, my own voice. And now I appreciate the works of other artists. And I also realized the specialness that of my own art and that I bring something to the table. We all do as artists. So now I'm, I'm much, I'm much um, less bothered by looking at the works of other great artists. Rather, I allow their work to inspire me and I try and learn something from their art so that I can imbibe in my work to make my work better. Yeah, I think that's a really like healthy approach that you definitely need to... I remember hearing that, but like, Obviously, it's different between learning it or hearing it and actually like doing it and living it out. Yeah. And saying, oh, this guy's really good, but so Mm. am I. And not saying that like, like tearing yourself down or tearing them down, Mm. I think is a really healthy way to look at art. I see you usually start off with uh, like hand drawn sketching and then you wind up on the computer. And I was wondering which place you feel more comfortable. Does it always start off on a paper and then wind up on a computer? Or what's the process usually like for that? Okay, so for for myself, I started out more as a traditional artist, like drawing with pencil, paper, using watercolors, acrylics, and paintbrushes. So I've always had a traditional grounding. but I was introduced to digital much later on, but in terms of the process, it can, it can start from either. I can start digitally. Usually if I start digitally, I, I will end digitally, but sometimes as well, I can start traditionally, take a photograph of the image and then complete it digitally. But I feel like none is better than the other. They are, both have their pros and cons. Like there are certain benefits to digital uh, painting that traditional does not have. 
and likewise and vice versa. And I feel like you learning how to work both digitally and traditionally kind of feeds into each other. So there are certain things or lessons I learn traditionally that I apply in my digital work and vice versa as well. So I feel like learning how to work in both media is always a plus for you, the artist. It's really cool. Can we talk a little bit about the online community? I mean, I found you uh, via Twitter and I just found out, well, I guess I always knew that there's like a community pretty much in every social media, like Twitter and Mm. Reddit. And I don't know if DeviantArt is still alive, but yeah, yeah, there's always like that niche group. Uh, When you were new to the community, I guess I could say, how did you feel coming in? And like, what would you tell yourself coming into the community i'm sure like you were saying there's a bit of intimidation when sharing your work i think everyone goes through that as an artist in whatever level if we could talk about just sharing your work and being part of a new community Mm. okay yes i can talk a bit about that so um for myself yeah as you said like start getting into I kind of say I kind of snuck my way into the art community because I had been on social media for a while on different platforms. And I wasn't, before I actively really uh, took art seriously, I was just enjoying the works of other artists that, mm-hmm. that they were posting. But I wasn't, and I was just commenting and giving positive feedback. But I wasn't really posting. But what kind of made the intimidation um, less for me was that before I'd actually started posting, I was always interacting with a lot of artists that I admired. When I see their work, I I post nice comments. Like I, I, I tried building relationships with other artists in across the internet. So when I started posting, those who I had built a relationship with, they would also give me like positive feedback and also constructive criticism on my work. So even if the feedback stung a little, I knew they were coming from a good place. They were trying to give me feedback that will help me grow as an artist. So I wasn't as intimidated as much. And I also intentionally um, joined like groups on Facebook as well, where you could post your work and you would receive constructive criticism from other artists and working professionals who were part of the group. And so a kind of getting those critiques from my fellow artists kind of built a thick skin. So I, and also there was a lot of um, self-development involved because at first I, I used to be bothered when people would say kind of hurtful stuff about my work, but now I've gotten to the point where I kind of detach myself from uh, my work. Once I'm done with a piece, I detach myself from it. So if someone is given constructive criticism, I don't, even if it's hurtful, I don't attach any emotion to it. I rather kind of objectively look at what they are saying and see the truth in what they are saying. And if there's something that they are saying that's actually true that I can do to help improve my work, I, I try and apply it in my work. 
So, but I mean, from from in my experience, I feel like um, you should try as a beginner. You should get to the point where you shouldn't be worried about um, criticism or feedback from people. What you should be more um, focused on is putting out a ton of work because if you put out a lot of work or you post like every day, assuming you are posting a new piece of art every single day, after the end of 365 days, that's a year, you'll be a much better artist at day 365 than at day one. So the most important thing that young artists should realize is that you just have to put in a lot of work, like put your head down, focus on um, working on new pieces, as often as you can, and then also focus on the fundamentals of the of design and art as well, and also be a human online, like be social, like talk to people, create relationships, and once you start building relationships, you get to meet people who are more than willing to give you advice, who are more than willing to help you in whatever way that they can to help you improve as an artist. Yeah. Staying on that subject of like finding people, are there anyone that you look up to that uh, you could name drop real quick? Mm, yeah, there are so many artists. Uh, yeah, Lois, Lois, that's Lois Van Bala. Um, she's a she's a really phenomenal artist. Um, Rocket Boy, he's another awesome artist. Uh, Ratse Christ. Ian Harrison, there are so many different artists that I really admire and look up to. And I only got to know them through the internet. So yeah. I've never met them in person before, but by connecting to them through the internet, I've kind of started building a relationship with them. And, if, and, and the thing is that you don't know where the relationships that you build today will lead to. So I kind of... The way I approach uh, the relationship building is like, I see it as not as networking, but as like making friends. So in that case, you shouldn't be so focused about what you can get from them, but you should just be focused on like just um, having a nice conversation, like just being nice to the person. And in the future, you never know what might come out of that friendship. And people are always more than willing to work with people they know already. So if they see you as a friend, they are, if there's an opportunity, they're likely to push you into that opportunity since they know you personally on some level. Yeah. Yeah. It's really cool. So I've seen your work. I know where to find you. But for anyone listening, uh, where could people find some of your work? Okay, you can find my work um, on Instagram and my handle is at Bracusta. That is B-R-A-K-U underscore S-T-A-R. B-R-A-K-U underscore S-T-A-R. So on my Instagram bio, I have my link tree, which has my links to all my other social media platforms. So once you find my Instagram page, you, you should be able to find all my other social media platforms. If you want to check any of Kofi's work, the links are in the show notes. 
Thank you so much to Brenton Wainscott and the band Jaden for providing this episode's music. You can find links to their work in the show notes. Thank you so much for joining today's episode. My name is David Tan, and that's Like the Colony.